When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. Love what dope. is it that we, we get do? We're gonna be Jalen Rose, I can't get enough of watching James Harden and Joel Embiid on the same basketball team last night against the Chicago Bulls. Another team with their eyes on the top of the East. Embiid was absolutely dominant, putting in 43 points, doing it from everywhere. What do you think about Joel last night and ever since Harden's been in town? Run from Run DMC. He was like, We have a whole lot of superstars on this stage here tonight, but I want to let y'all know one thing this is my house. (laughs) And when I say whose house, I want y'all to say Joel's house. That's what I saw last night. And by the way, unfortunately for the Bulls, when they go against the top teams in either conference, winless. 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 Literally. And so, 0-14. are the Bulls versus the top teams in either conference. The top Joel three MB, teams in each conference. What I saw last night was James Harden basically saying, they have nobody to guard you. You're a front runner for MVP. We're going to keep feeding you and feeding you, and feeding you. And by the way, the thing I liked about Joel Embiid, Jacoby, is not only the attempts, but the free throws, the aggression, Mm. the the flat out dominance is what I'm talking about that was on display. And I appreciate watching Joel, I appreciate how Harden is moving the ball, and how Maxi, since um, Harden has gotten there, has really picked up his play. The Philadelphia 76ers are a legitimate contender. So I've been watching a lot of these Sixers since Harden has got there. And one thing about Harden, which is so good to be alongside Joel Embiid, is he didn't really have it shooting last night. So he says, you know what? I'll just get everybody else involved. I'll just, I'll just, I'm just going gonna, gonna to end up with 14 assists, you know, because he didn't really shoot the ball that well. But the, the players around him are good enough, like Maxi and Embiid, that it's just easy money for him to orchestrate like he did when he was with the Rockets. Well, you get a chance to pace yourself. That's the whole thing. And by the way, as these – you know, top 75 player is James Harden. When these all-NBA players, Jacoby, move from one team to another, their role changes. So James Harden went from being the number one alpha, for example, in Houston. Now that's Joel Embiid. Mm. So and to your point, he can pace himself. He doesn't have to be the guy that's going 30 and 35 because, as you just alluded to, when he was that guy, it seemed like, he wasn't able to carry it all the way through the playoffs. Now, I don't know if it was fatigue. I don't know if it just, you know, his game doesn't mirror the playoffs, what it has in a regular season, but the stats speak for themselves. But again, these ascending um, Philadelphia 76ers are really going to be a tough out in the playoffs. And they have some games coming up that will truly test them, and I would love 
to see it, and I can't wait to see it in the upcoming week. Jalen, you mentioned Harden pacing himself. And remember, Harden just recently sat out in Miami because of that hamstring that's been bothering him for about a year now. Well, Mr. Rose, after the game, I need you to take us behind the curtain on this one. Here's James Harden after the game. The 76ers tweeted this out, him running up a flight of stairs in a post-game workout. Jalen, what is the motivation for this? Is he doing it for the cameras? If he's really hurt, why is he doing this? Did you ever work out after games? Something tells me the answer is no to the last one. Well, it's not really for the cameras per se. However, it's okay now. If you're going to be missing practices and you're going to be missing games because you're telling us you have a hamstring injury, this is what we expect you to do to treat it. <laughs> so that, that okay. that's what that okay. is. So, so, so now we'll see how many games he's willing to miss because of his hamstring injury, knowing that he ain't going to be able to go put on his gear after the game and go kick it wherever he want to go kick it because now he got to run the stairs in the arena and we're showing the footage of a seasoned veteran doing so. But again, he's reinvesting in his health, reinvesting in his self, reinvesting in his health, and he understands that he's on a contending situation, and this can't be one that he quit on like he did with the Rockets and like he did with the Nets. You mentioned that Joel Embiid is the front runner for MVP. However, my personal pick for MVP is the stretch mark five, the mm. Joker, Nikola Jokic. Last night, it was the Nuggets taking on the Warriors. The Warriors didn't play anybody, so you can't read too much into the win, but you can read a lot into this performance from him. 32, 15, and 13 from the Joker. So here's what I want to make sure I make fans and media members and even players in the league understand. What you're seeing from the Joker, somebody his size being a point center, getting triple doubles, the only other person that has done it like this is Wilt Chamberlain. Hmm. Let me just say that out loud. A seven-footer getting double-figure assists with triple-doubles, Wilt Chamberlain. And so as you start to talk about the MVP race, you're going to look at the standings. Joel Embiid's team is getting closer to the number one seed. The defending world champion Milwaukee Bucks, they're in the top three or so. That, to me, is going to be a determining factor. The Joker since his team isn't in the top two or three in the West, people underestimating his, his, his dominance because he won it last year. And there's a recency bias for Jokic, and then there's gonna be a recency fatigue of Giannis because he's already won it twice. So along with Joel Embiid's productivity, that puts him in pole position. But if you look at those stats, they're comparable. Look at the like, assists. Look, but hold on. Look at Giannis and Yo Joel Embiid's numbers. Giannis' numbers are better. Better. Mm -hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? So that's going to come down to who's ahead in the standings. And Joker's numbers, when you talk about boards and assists, it ain't even a competition compared mm. to the other two. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm a voter. I'm not going to suffer from recency bias. However, when I woke up this morning, I felt like Joel Embiid was in pole position to win MVP. So let me pitch you on Jokic, right? Joel Embiid now has James Harden playing with him, and he's always had players around him that sort of complimented him, was built for him. Jokic is missing his number two and number three option, two other highest paid players on the team. And what he's been able to do with this roster is more impressive than what those other two have been able to do. And while he averages four points less than them, he also averages two more assists than Giannis and four more assists than Embiid. And he, the offenses run through him and he makes everybody around him better. To me, that is why he is my MVP. But Jalen, I know you have an actual vote. 
you got to hold on to that one. You know what I mean? This is going to come down to the wire in an MVP race like we haven't had in a few years, and it's very exciting. Jalen, someone who I assume will be in the MVP conversation for years to come, not so much this year right now, is a gentleman by the name of Luka Doncic. And yesterday it was Luka and the Mavs against the Jazz. And I kind of thought after the KP trade that they were kind of waving the white flag on this season and they were kind of packing it in and going to reload for next season. Not the case. The Mavs have been hot and they keep winning games five in a row to beat the Jazz. This not a good look for Utah. Mm. Because they're one of the squads coming into this season. They kept their core intact, their coaching staff pretty much intact. You have Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Jordan Clarkson, six men a year. You want a healthy Mike Conley. You felt like they should be knocking on the door, especially the way they lost in the playoffs the last couple of years. And now you're seeing teams like Memphis ascend ahead of them. You're seeing the Mavs topple them like they did last night. And it's all about Luka. You see the 35, 16, and 7. But he had help. And you talked about trading Porzingis. They traded him for Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening in the league, Jacoby, it's kind of like when you have a starting quarterback in the NFL, you want the backup to mirror him in a lot of ways. So if he goes Mm. out, you don't have to change much of your offense. That's the exact same thing you can have with Spencer. As As a ball dominant tall guard, he now gives you a secondary ball handler with Luka a primary ball handler and scorer when Luka's not in, and Finney Smith, who they gave a contract extension to, and rightfully so, a knockdown three-point shooter and defender gives you the athleticism. I I applaud Jason Kidd for instilling defense into this team. That's something that they didn't have the last couple of years, and now all of a sudden they're competing defensively, Luka's playing dominant, and the Mavs are continuing to ascend in the Western Conference. Well, Luca and Rudy Gobert had a couple incidents that I need you to walk us through here. It starts at the end of a quarter, right? Gobert gets switched onto Luca, right? Luca takes this shot. Gobert gets to stop. Watch him with the ball. This is an old school trick right there. Gives him the ball, then he throws it back, and of course, we're going to have a little hold me back moment. What do you think of this back and forth? I think, ha, 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 hold me back is what I think, and happily so. I joke about holding me back because you don't want to lose your composure, get into a fight in the NBA game, cost yourself a lot of money cost your team a lot of games and cost yourselves an opportunity. Here's what that is, Jacoby. They're jockeying for the same space, so they can't be cool. Let me repeat that. They're jockeying for the same space, so they can't be cool. However, I need you to break down this next incident because something happens here I think I've never seen before. If you watch Luca, Luca flops, right, and then gets up and acts like he wants to fight. Can you flop and then act like you want to fight within four seconds of each other? In today's game, I believe you you can, but Luca should get a fine from the NBA on this one. That's what I'm talking about. He should get a pink slip from the NBA on this one. I guarantee you, you're going to see a Woj bomb at the bottom of the screen that Luka got fined by the league $5,000 for flopping. Because guess what? He don't want no problems with Rudy Gobert. Mm. I promise you that he don't want no problems with the stifle towel. Jalen, well, you said that Luka should be fined by the league for that. In the NFL, a wide receiver has been suspended for an entire season for gambling. We'll explain after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Scrambling, gambling, wrestle watch with mandolins and violins. Jalen and Jacoby is brought to you by Jardians.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Seaport in New York City and brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, yesterday news came down the wire that Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley has been suspended for the entire next season because he was gambling on NFL games. Now, Jalen, obviously, no current player should ever be allowed to gamble on their sport. However, with the way that the society has changed their attitude and laws toward gambling, do you think this punishment is too much for gambling on football as a football player? I think the punishment is too much. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets reduced, but it's laughable to me, those that believe he did nothing wrong and or he doesn't deserve to be punished because the NFL does business with gambling sites and gambling houses. That's absurd. It's illegal for an NFL player to bet on games. That's the rule. Now. If you want to look deeper into the box score, we do something called betting on the games, and current players do it as well. It's called fantasy football. Fantasy football. Are current players allowed to play? Yes. Is there a ceiling on what the league could charge? No. So that's an opportunity in theory to physically bet or gamble on football that we know everybody's doing it. So that enters the hypocrisy. But it's just not smart, Jacoby, if you're getting $11 million to jeopardize it for a $1,500 bet. That's where I'm going with this. He know it was illegal. He know it was wrong. He owned that, and I respect it. The punishment, as you mentioned, is too long. Don't be surprised if it gets reduced. Yes, I'm, I'm sure that current professional NFL players are not allowed to gamble on their fantasy teams, but they all mention that they have them. It's kind of a wink-wink thing because every fantasy league that I play in comes at a financial cost because I also never win. Jalen, one thing that he did do was an 18 parlay. So obviously he doesn't gamble very much because 18 parlays are never, ever, ever going to hit. Jalen, it also feels like the Los Angeles Lakers are never going to hit a win. Yesterday, it was the Spurs who were the latest to beat the Lakers, and LeBron James rested. Greg Popovich tied Don Nelson in the all-time wins record. But this was an interesting game because after that 56-point performance against the Warriors on Saturday, LeBron James did not play in this one. And after this one, Russell Westbrook had some really interesting things to say at the podium. Let's listen to Russell. 100% stand behind my wife. and. How she's feeling because um, it's not just about this year. Um, right now, she's reached a point, um, and my family has reached a point to where it's really weighing on them, um, and it's very unfortunate, uh, just for me personally, because um, this is just a game. This is just a game. This is not 
end all be all and um, when it comes to basketball I don't mind the criticism of missing and making shots but the moment it becomes where you sh- you, you know my name is getting shamed um, it becomes a, a, a issue interesting Jalen he got me because I have been very critical of Russell Westbrook this season I think that he's deserved it but then he brings up his kids at school and, and the pride they have in their last name and he brings up his wife being harassed at games and the human side of me really feels for Russell Westbrook but the sports fan side of me is like, well, Russell Westbrook, you haven't played well. You're going to get criticized. Unfortunately, as a public figure and as an athlete, we sacrifice our privacy and sometimes our sanity to play the game that we love so that we can move our families to the suburbs to buy the biggest houses and change the dynamics of our lifestyle for generations. That's what this game does for you. And there's going to be turbulence along the way. There's going to be criticism along the way. The one thing I learned, when you feed into negative criticism and you show the people that it actually gets to you, that make it worse. Mm. That make it worse. So we talked about it on this show. And I wrote down a couple of things that he said that are not accurate. This isn't just a game. This is livelihood. Mm. This is the end-all, be-all. Because the Lakers want to win the championship. And so do they fans. And so does LeBron James. And he knew that when he left Washington to come play with them. He grew up in L.A. He watched Kobe growing up. He understands when you put on that purple and gold, it's championship or bust. That doesn't excuse fans to harass his family members but calling him West Brick when he's shooting bad ain't out of bounds it's just not and David Jacoby taught me you can be mean when you're funny that's actually funny and mean (laughs) it really is and so like here's the thing man like there's of course gonna be a line that you shouldn't cross you can't be assassinating his wife you can't be giving threats to his kids that's all out of bounds But the unfortunate thing about all of this, Jacoby, is that now it's going to feel like he's not welcome in his hometown. Mm. That's what this is going to seem like. Because he's talking about what happens when his kids go to school, when his family's at the game, when his loved ones are out and about. And that's the unfortunate part. But when you're shooting as bad as he's shooting and they're playing as poorly as they're playing and they're under 500, he ain't the only one in the league on a losing team getting criticized. It's just that he's a high-profile top 75 player playing on the Los Angeles Lakers, playing heavily, heavy minutes. And then the lastly, Jacoby, when you're defiant in your press conferences, I won the Magic Johnson Media Award in the early 2000s. I was playing for the Bulls, and we had the worst record in the league. So how did I win that award, Jacoby? Because I was still going to be stand-up regardless of the result. I was gonna play 83 games if that's what it required. I was gonna play 40 minutes if that's what it required. And I was gonna show the fans, I was gonna show everybody. Even though we were losing, I'm gonna still put in work. They're losing and he ain't putting in work. So people gonna harass you and talk trash. That just comes with the game. You heard Sauce Money, what the game made me, not what the fame made me. They're gonna cheer you when you pass the big O. They're gonna jeer you when you struggle. 
But railing against the media is something, as a player, you can never win. Here's why. Russell Westbrook won MVP before, right? Yep. You know who votes for that award? The media. So it ain't personal against him. It's just that he's struggling right now, and it's really unfortunate. Hopefully he can find a way to get it together because I want to see the Lakers be a part of the play-in, and I want to see LeBron James a part of the playoffs. Well, I want to see LeBron James play. LeBron James was uh, not just in street clothes. It seemed like he didn't want to be recognized on the sideline of the game against the Spurs. He had the hood up and the sunglasses on. And remember, he just put up 56 points, but sat out because of significant soreness in his knee, something that's been bothering him kind of all season long. How much of a concern is his health if you're a Lakers fan, or is this just regular rest? Well, LeBron probably texted the trainer and was like, I ain't gonna be able to go against the Spurs because I'm carrying these dudes and my back hurt. And then the trainer was like, you know what, you're 37, you know, you you up there in years, we'll put sore knee. You know what I'm saying? Because I was at the game and I saw LeBron go baseline and do a backwards dunk. His knee looked great. Knee looked good, yes. His knee looked great. When he's in the game, he certainly has explosion this Absolutely. season. He deserves a night off. He deserves a night off the way he's been carrying he these guys at his advanced and age. And if you take a look at the standings, they're not really going to move up or down significantly Correct. unless things continue to really go poorly for them. So they're kind of secure in their play-in spot, which, as you see there on the left side, is at the number nine spot. I doubt the Pelicans catch up to them. I doubt they catch up to the Clippers, which means they're going to have to win not one, but two straight play-in games <laughs> just to get to play the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs. What a wild ride the playoffs are going to be. Jalen Rose, we're going to do something that we rarely do around here. We're going to talk about your Detroit Pistons because Cade Cunningham has been on a tear. I'm sure no one watching this show has noticed because he's on the Pistons, but man. Kate has been balling for the last few games. We'll celebrate him right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Doubleheader Wednesday night on ESPN. It starts with the number one team in the NBA, the Suns, traveling to Miami to take on the Heat at 7.30. And then in the nightcap, it is the Blazers in Utah to take on the Jazz. Of course, at 7 p.m. is NBA Countdown with Jalen with a suit. <laughs> Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, it's finally time to discuss your hometown squad, your Detroit Pistons, because if you haven't been paying attention, and why would you, Kate Cunningham has been on a tear. What do you think about Kate? He's been balling. And not just points, the rebounds, the assists, the consistency, the leadership, and justifying why he's the number one overall pick. Detroit basketball! <laughs> We'll be back ESPN 2 tomorrow at 4 p.m. with a special guest you don't want to miss. What up, though? We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen Rose, we need to discuss something. Shout out to Ryan Cortez. We need to discuss the Miami Heat. Because the Miami Heat They've just got a lot of basketball players on their team. <laughs> They've got 10 guys, 11 guys that would be on pretty much any rotation in the league outside of just a few hand, handful of teams. And last night was the return of someone that you and I have been a fan of since college, Victor Oladipo. He looked Hola, pretty good. Hola, Oladipo! It's always, like, fascinating for me 
to watch what happens when the turbulence takes place and how a player responds to injury, how they respond to being traded, how they respond to a bad season, a good season, getting paid, going into a contract year, having an accolade, like a Julius Randle who won most improved last year and then had some turbulence and then boom, last night had a big game Huge over game 40 points. Night. How about players like Isaiah Thomas and Boogie Cousins who were like 25 point scorers three or four years ago and been in and out of the league I'm here. Been, been in and out of the league and like dealt with injuries and stuff like that and then had to reinvent themselves from being all-star level players to now being players that are finding roles with multiple teams. You see Isaiah popping in with multiple teams. You've seen Boogie had a big 30-point game. And now for Victor Oladipo. I mean, when he was in Indiana, he was an all-NBA player, literally. Mm -hmm. They lost to LeBron James in seven games for the Cavs this season that he won the championship, I believe. And Victor Oladipo had a shot late where he drove down the paint. He should have dunked it. He tried to lay it up, and I believe he missed it or got it blocked. And so they were that close. And LeBron James made like a running bank shot on the left side during that series and won the game. And so they were that close. And so for him now to go to OKC and be on a couple teams and now be on the heat and overcome injury, and all of a sudden he going to get you double-figure points in less than 15 minutes? And when you say they have a lot of players, you know what that means? They got a good coach. Yep. See, that's what, that's what happens when you got a good coach. You look down at your squad, you like, man, Struzk is, is giving me good minutes. All right, <laughs> seven, seven giving me good minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, twin, like okay, two. I can rely on him. <laughs> Like Udonis Haslam on the team. Just think about it. And, uh, I, 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 there's, well, there's, there's no team that has more. Go I call them Google guys than the 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 OKC Thunder. Like I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I watch a lot of basketball. I don't watch too much of Thunder games because they're so young. But they got guys I've never heard of before. Like I have to Google. And yesterday I saw this this from Woj. The Miami Heat are signing guard Hayward Highsmith to a three-year deal. His agent wow. tells. And he had three 10-day contracts with the Heat this season. I'm thinking to myself, what do they know about this guy that I don't? Whoever this guy is, I had to Google him. He went to a Wheeling Jesuit University. Okay. And I'm just like, who? I'm sure that there were probably 25 other teams that took a look at this guy and were just like, nah, not an NBA player. And the Heat just signed him to a three-year deal. And you know he's going to be hitting threes from the corner in like two days. And by the way, Duncan Robinson, undrafted. Mm-hmm. Undrafted. Kendrick Kendrick Nunn, obviously not with the Heat anymore, but he was undrafted and they, they he was let go by the Warriors and then he turned into like a real productive player with the Heat. Whoever this Highsmith guy is, he's gonna he's gonna be scoring 12 points. Soon. Think about this. Let, let, let's not undersell Jacoby's point here. Lance Stevenson didn't get a three-year deal from the no. Pacers. No. Just think about that for a second. Lance came back, had a triple double. He had 25 points in the first quarter. The first, he had, he, the, he scored the most first quarter points for a guy to ever come off the bench, and he didn't get a three-year deal. No. But so like, <laughs> Henley Highsmith from, from <laughs> Wheeling Jesuit University, not only, not only have I not heard of Haywood Highsmith, I haven't even heard of the college that he went to. 
Wheeling Jesuit University, shout out to them. I don't know where in America no Wheeling Jesuit University is, but no a three-year deal, now granted, he's probably not making 30 million over those three years, but still, that's a real deal. You know what I mean? Planning he's gonna be on the scene. Miami Heat roster for three years, and some tells me that he's gonna be, like about mid-season next year, this guy Highsmith's gonna be scoring 12 points a game because Lowry's out or whatever. Man, the Heat just, they just develop players, man. They just develop players. Pat Riley, man. search and seek along with Spo. They develop and find, and before mm -hmm. you know those guys is in the lineup, playing quality minutes, and who was they're checking for Caleb the Martin last seed year? in the conference. Who was checking for Caleb Martin on the on the Hornets last year? He played, he was in and out, you know what I mean? Like he did stuff, but like now you watch a heat game and he's he a part of what somebody they do. every game. He's a part of what they do. Dunking Big on somebody. Hey, what heat. about Gabe Vincent? Here's a that's, that's another right. one. Yeah, yeah. He scored 20 points a game when Lowry was out. It was like there wasn't even a, there wasn't even a drop off between Kyle Lowry, champion, all star, whatever. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but you know he's he's a great player. And then there's a big drop off between there's no drop off between him and Gabe Vincent. Player development. So when you say Heat culture, that's what we mean. And like yep. I've been telling this show for 10 years, the Miami Mafia. Once you become a member, you family forever. They won't Donis let Donis Hasman Haslam not play. They won't let him not play. Like seriously, <laughs> I think I think he secretly retired three years ago. Like no dog, we're paying you. You're putting a uniform on. You're gonna be on the bench. Well, here's like, what we that is. Care. No, I'm gonna tell you what that is. I mean, let me bring you behind the curtain. Back in the day, teams understood what it meant to have veterans to police the locker room and to teach mm. your young players how to be vets. And so that's what Udonis Haslam is doing. He's basically a coach in uniform. Mm -hmm. And they're going to retire his number one day representing the 305. I love UD. Of course they will. It's going to be a bit of an abbreviated podcast exclusive today. We've got a very special guest tomorrow that we can't wait to give you. So can't we'll be wait. back tomorrow can't wait. with a special guest. Why is that, Jalen Rose? Make sure y'all check out tomorrow's podcast. Very special guest. And like the Blastmaster KRS-1 once said, we're not done. We're not done. We are not done.